what do you think about this plan, bro? I mean, I'll do. Like, see, hear me yawning. That that's what I think about <laughs> it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen, I think, if we're looking at the actual stats. Um, yeah, I don't even know if those <laughs> gentlemen are real. Most probably, probably mostly fake accounts, you know, or somebody just clicking through it very quickly or bots. I mean, if you're a female and you're listening to this, I mean, that would very much surprise me. I mean, would it though? But we enjoy. Yeah, it. we would very much enjoy. It. We we encourage it, obviously. But we're very crude and crass and kind of just all around. I guess we're dude dudes. We're like the toxic masculinity, but without the tox- toxic part. So we're just masculine. We're So we're just like cool guys. Maybe we're like less toxic, toxic, but not fully toxic. I don't know. We'll figure it out one day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to the podcast. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's been so long, Alex. How are you? Good, man. Uh, yeah, it's been... So I, I checked before we hopped on here. Our last podcast was... Imagine that. I already forget. Right. Fuck me. Um, it, <laughs> I think it was like March 24th. So we're over a wow. like We're over a month. P- partially that is we watched the first four episodes of Moon Knight up front. And we did. We did. It's, we're going to talk. It's kind of hard to stay interested in stuff, you know, just when you're when you already know what the fuck is going to happen. Ninety five percent of our podcast is speculation. Just yeah speculation sake we're just that cool though so we got them early we'll get into that in a, in a bit though yeah dude very um, cool no flex it's actually not a flex no really flex but um huge flex <laughs> life update uh anything you want to add i feel like nothing really life update yeah i mean congratulations to our buddy g and jc yes um yes. we went to their wedding last weekend it was lovely mm-hmm. i had an amazing time and i hope them the best and that's all i want to say if Either, well, JC probably wouldn't be listening. But, G, if you're listening to this, I love you, buddy. Thanks for having me at your wedding. And I'd do it again, but hopefully you're only getting married once. So. <laughs> I double uh, I double everything Colin said Yeah, there. double that. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, so we actually have been um, doing other things, though. We haven't just been, you know, sitting around, texting each other and saying, oh, are we podcasting tonight? Well, maybe. Then it gets to 8 o'clock. Well, that's well, exactly what we've been doing. Well, <laughs> I think you're telling a little bit of a fib there, Alex. Oh, no. I mean, I'm exactly explaining what happens. Oh, okay, okay. Honestly, there, like Colin said, there hasn't really we haven't really had a point to hop on as much. I mean, we probably could have squeezed in. And the like hype one. train for Multiverse of Madness has not been nearly as hype as No Way Home. Here's the thing. I'm trying to, if you want me to be honest, I'm staying away from all TV spots and, like, everything because i don't want to be spoiled and i've been having a good time doing that i'm i'm very much hyped yeah so have i i'm excited for it too honestly but i i think you're right the less expectations i have the more i'll probably end up liking the movie and the trailers they're the marketing strategy it's not like they needed to catch me but like it hasn't really been grabbing my attention you know well in the thing too is like moon knight's out and like honestly this has been a pretty good show you know what I mean? Like I've been pretty good. Been, I mean, this is the best. I think this is the best Marvel show so far. Yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself there. Hey, hey. I am. <laughs> Honestly, though, I do agree with that. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into multiverse. And we'll Madness. talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it. Um. Well, I started a Discord. 
You all should join. Yes. Colin isn't really um, talking. I'm a lurker, but... dude. I'm a, f- okay. I'm a full-time lurker. I've been a lurker on Reddit. I read every single thing. I get all the, the banners. I'm just... Okay. I don't know. I get nervous when I t- text in that big of a group chat. I feel like I'm not going to say something wrong. Nobody cares. I know, but it's it just, you know... I know what you mean. That's what happens when you have no friends in high school and you're not used to that stuff, so... I mean, I'm an introvert, too, though. Completely. Yeah, but you're great at texting and communicating over the phone. I'm not. That's true. Okay, that's true. That's a fact. But anyway, you can join uh, another Marvel guy. Um, my, I do have links in my Twitter videos now. It's on the page. Boom. Go ahead, join. Um, got a few people in there. It's fun. Probably going to do a, um, a watch party on Thursday for the Moon Knight finale. I know it's 3 a.m. for some people. Very cool. But, um, you know, it'll be fun. Did you say Thursday? Wednesday for the finale. That's what I thought. I just thought you said Thursday, which wouldn't have made any fucking sense. <laughs> Goddamn idiot. Yeah. But, yeah, this is episode 38. We're calling it Day and Night. Uh, we, do, we are adding a segment to the end of this. We'll get into that later. And let's get into some news. So, today, at CinemaCon, Kevin Foggy announced that he's going on a retreat. Uh, with a lot of the executives from Marvel Studios uh, and the creative um, team uh, for the first time in three years, and they will be mapping out the next decade of movies. He says they literally throw it all Jesus on a board Christ. and go from there. Then what do they do for this? Like, how are we are where we are now? Oh. They, what, do they have it up to a certain point, and then... I'm pretty sure, like, obviously shit gets changed and stuff, but I'm pretty sure Foggy said in 2015 he he knew what would happen pretty much in Endgame, for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, yeah, he generally knew how it was gonna end. Well, I think they know the overarching stories and the influences they want to hit. Like, like the okay, at least they know the tone and the general feel. But they also need to map out certain movies and put names to it, so that way, because I mean, as much as it is a creative retreat, it's probably just as much so like a like a stockbroker stock market planning you know what i mean like okay we're gonna release here versus that movie that coming up you know what i mean yeah like oh dude i know listen they've they've obviously missed right on some projects but like dude the creative and like just management that they've been able to do to create such successful universe is unparalleled to anything yeah think about all like the i mean if you just think about scheduling and all the shit that happened like two years ago I don't know. I just think they do a really good job. Maybe I'm trying to be too nice, but I mean, I gotta gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you fucking Kevin Foggy fanboy, fucking soy soy boy Alex <laughs> over here. Oh my god, Kevin! Kevin, watch people. If we ever become famous, they'll go back and listen to me. Literally say all pray, all hail Kevin, all pray, praise the king Kevin. I'm almost positive. I mean, it's like, true. A podcast or two ago, you you said something very along the lines of that. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, and I think it's, I mean, I, I believe it, but I'm just saying that's, that's what people see as at least the people who are saying that shit, they're fans of DC. So, you know, ha, <laughs> ha, ha, you guys are ha, Ezra Miller. That's great. You see, at least the MCU waited till after Tony Stark had a mental breakdown, um, and started to come back to life and not beforehand, you know? Dear Lord. Just, or during during it. Are we going to talk about that at all or, or no? No, but I will say that the Flash leaks look terrible. Ezra Miller sucks. And if, if you want me to be honest, like, I love that DC does, like, movies like The Batman, right? 
Like, I love that they're separate stuff, but I, dude, I can't get on board with the cinematic universe. I think they should just completely reboot. Like, this, this Michael Keaton shit, everything in the Flash sucks. Sounds horrible. Yeah, what sucks is that they're so far along the line, though, and so much money has been spent that they can't not release it. It's kind of like that, um, I know. It's already that, uh, New Mutants shit. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so far along the line that it would make no feasible sense for them not to release it at this point. Yeah. Well, you know it is releasing. Um, so, what? <laughs> so, uh, CinemaCon was the other night for Sony. They had their presentation. Um, we got a Venom 3 announcement. Awesome. Woohoo. Um, I'm sure it'll be the same exact okay. movie, just with a new villain. But, Venom and... Or, <laughs> Venom. Sony announced El Muerto. Oh yeah, coming out what the fuck with is Bad that? Bunny. Um, what, what what do you what do you think about this? For so first of all, I just want to say that he has two canonical comic appearances ever of all time in any comics. Two. Second, this is a Spider-Man universe, so like, listen, Venom on its own, sure, without Spider-Man, that's pretty cool. Morbius, sure, I can see why it could maybe work. Madam Webb, we're starting to get like, all right, what's going on here? However, Dakota Johnson's pretty cool. Also, Olivia, no, who's who's directing that? I don't remember. No, I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's okay, whatever. But now we're getting El yeah. Muerto and Craven the Hunter, and it's like they have like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I know they're doing the stuff with Into the Spider Verse, but like, what do you think about this plan, bro? I mean, I'll do. Like, see, hear me yawning. That That's what I think about <laughs> it, kind of, at the end of the day. And I feel like, I, I said this before, um, I remember, I, I mean, I've never believed that Morbius would, would be good. And I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I probably said something along the lines of, unless it's the best movie ever, I'm not going to watch it. And, and I kind of stuck by that. I mean, I've basically, I like watching all the movies that shit on it. It's kind of cathartic, just uh, kind of. <laughs> see it get dunked on by all my favorite creators but at the end of the day man i'm not fucking watching this and i think a lot a lot of people are gonna feel the exact same way and i think at the end of the day sony's really gotta look inward on what like right what made venom successful not what what made spider-man successful what made spider-man successful is that he's the most famous comic book character of all time in popular media today and on top of that, he was rebooted in the MCU, which gave him a massive leg up. So I think they need to look at what made Venom successful. And I think what made Venom successful is that it knew what it was. It didn't try to be anything else. And its lead was charismatic. It involved in the character and the community. That's a big part of it, right? Because like the, the fact that Tom Hardy is so passionate about the Venom character and he was already big in popular media really helped spur those people who are on the fence to go see it. And I just think that they, they need to take what they did right there and build on it instead of, okay, let's see what this formula and apply it to as many characters as we own off of this side pocket universe and see how much money we can make on it. Let's throw some big names in there. Let's cast Charlie D'Amelio as like Gwen Stacy, like fucking dude. The reason Marvel's successful is because they, they they try, right? They try new things. They try to move forward. Uh, I'm sure this El Muerto character will have a brother and or sibling and or friend from 
uh, since he was a kid, who has a similar but different slash more evil power, and they will fight at the end, and he will have to kill him, and it will be very sad. And, and that's how this will go, you know? Like, wow. I don't know. I, I'm not going to fucking watch it. I don't care. I don't care about the character. I... Glad that I watched the Batman, even though DC has been making me not want to watch stuff. And yeah, you know, do you like the Batman? That's where I'm at. What do you think about it? I love the Batman. I think it's a great movie. I think what we never talked it really about. Really was it. A, That's why I ask. Yeah. It, wait. Is that is that coming up or are we talking about it on the podcast? Let's just talk yeah. We about can it right talk now. about it real quick. Um. Yeah. So, um, I really, I, I think I remember t- we talked about it at the wedding for like. Or no, when they're playing Minecraft and fucking Luke didn't really like it. And I was just like, um, what I loved about it was that it felt like I was in the middle of an Arkham game, like a middle of Arkham City. Yeah, game. Bro. Like, we didn't spend time in the beginning. They very much gave us his character's outlook, especially as a Batman. Um, and I don't know. I think Robert Pattinson did a good job, but I didn't like at the end of the day, I don't really think the movie was about him. I think the movie was about the the world you know like it was just as much about selena and the riddler and the corruption in gotham city as it was about robert and i'd really like to get that deep dive into robert and the the only like as the batman you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think part of it was like i I really i really enjoyed this movie because it was about the batman right like it wasn't about like bruce wayne really or, or much i should say it was just about like Batman and the city and kind of like what's going on. And I think it was a really cool, I think it was an interesting and kind of refreshing take instead of it kind of being like, even though Nolan's trilogy is great and it's different from anything else you saw before then, it's still very Bruce Wayne-ish. And I kind of like that this was just about, Ar- like you said, Arkham. It made me feel like I was playing a game, like one of the games. Yeah, and I, and I really liked too the way it was shot. Um, yeah, it was really. Nice. It, it wasn't. It wasn't traditional. Like I, it had a lot of Seven vibes, which I Seven is one of my favorite movies so, ever. Yeah. And and yes, Kevin Spacey being the main villain in Seven makes it a better movie. Looking back on it, because it makes sense. He's a fucking <laughs> serial killer psychopath. But um, I just I I really enjoyed it, man. And I think. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this HBO Max series. I really think they missed an opportunity to tie this in with Joaquin. And I understand the the Barry Keegan of it all and him wanting to make his own character. But, I mean, if you're really, if you're really looking to make this universe what they say they want to do it, like, which the new execs, by the way, want to do, which is like kind of like a Kevin Feige, you know, MCU-type game, that could have been the start of that. And then you build your universe from there. And then all, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Superman starts to emerge in Metropolis and Batman is like, what the, f-? you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like do it organically. Are you talking about connecting with DCU at all or just separate? You're saying, yeah, just, D- just connecting DC, like start consolidating the universe. Right. Yeah. And like, you could have very much as easily, I mean, I guess Thomas Wayne would have been different. You know what? I guess maybe that would have messed it up. But anyways, I don't know. I I just don't want to see Joaquin's Joker kind of peter off and disappear. Because I I really like that movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to connect with anything. Like, they're making the sequel, and that's that's 100% going to be it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it it is a standalone. I do do like that, like I said, like, that DC does standalones. 
Um, maybe they shouldn't have done a sequel then. Honestly, maybe they should have just left it where it's at. Well, that's what a lot of people said, and you know, but it made over a billion dollars, I think, right, or something like that, which is crazy. Yeah. It's so I don't know. It's so interesting how that movie did so well. I mean, it did look. It was good though. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's just because it's a really good fucking movie. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of really good movies that like don't make a billion. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Northman, for example. I'm pretty excited to see that, but like. If you want me to be honest, I'm probably not going to go to a theater to see that. I'll just wait for it to go to streaming, you know? Yeah, well, I think I think the Joker had the hype about the final scene, which was a big thing that pushed people out. Just people didn't really know how it was going to end, right? Because he shoots him at the end. Spoiler. Yeah. He shoots him at the end. Everybody was like, oh, that's a spoiler. And then I think on top of that, there was like that pre-push to say the movie was toxic. And I think it actually had the opposite effect that it was meant to have, which was to say stay away but in the reality it got a bunch of teenagers and you know edgy edge lords to go out and buy t- like 45 tickets and bring all their friends it's kind of like when uh nancy reagan or whoever it was i think it was uh george bush's wife the original george bush in the 90s would slap the explicit tag on all the uh nwa C- CDs and it ended up becoming like a pride of like a badge of honor and it actually caused an increase in sales. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it had the negative effect where it's going to say like, Oh, this is a toxic white masculine movie. And everybody was like, fuck you. I want to see for myself. So <laughs> I think maybe that's why. Yeah, I feel you. Well, I'm very, uh, they, uh, by the way, they announced the, um, Batman sequel, um, yesterday at CinemaCon. So I'm really, Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where they go. Um, they're doing the HBO max series, right? Yeah, the peng- there's a Penguin, the penguin yeah. and Gotham PD spinoff. And then there's like an Arkham Yeah, and one, it's going to be... Asylum. Yeah. Well, it's how many of those are actually going to come out, though? Let's be real. I, I th- No, I think those two are definitely coming out. He hasn't okay. changed his mind. The Penguin one comes out, I think, soon, actually. Maybe next year or something. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I can't believe Farrell's going to get in makeup every single time for that. I know. I actually saw the behind the scenes because, I mean, they did a good-ass job with that. He's yeah, they really, released it on YouTube, yeah, right? How he got put in the make. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that was that was that was great. I that movie just had a lot of care into it. I'm excited to see what Matt Reeves does. I think the next one's. I mean, it's not going to come out for like four years. He just started working on the script, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I never said anything about my Sony thing. Um, my opinion is I hate it. I think they should stop, reconsider, and um, now on to Thor. Uh, what were your thoughts on the trailer? I loved it, dude. I mean, it's a whole lot of nothing. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning now that a whole lot of nothing. They're like I, I. They they do a great job of showing what tone they want you to think it's gonna be. Now we've been rug pulled many times before. I think them not showing gore is purposeful because the next time they release the trailer, they want it to be whole different vibe. Like. Not even that, but I think they want to break the internet. I think they want like a like a very big viral moment, but they don't want to take away from Multiverse of Madness. Oh, uh, okay. So I think when they really start getting into, you know what I mean? It like, makes sense too. When they, yeah, and it it makes tons of sense because like Multiverse of Madness has so much money into it, so many characters, a whole lot of hype, a whole lot of whatever. But at the same time. Ragnarok, my parents aren't going to watch Multiverse of Fucking Madness, and, and they won't because they won't get it. But they'll watch um, Love and Thunder and laugh the entire time. 
You know, like <laughs> one, my dad's favorite Marvel movie is Ragnarok. Is it? I, I love. Yeah, I love. And so same with my mom. Same Sarah. That's Sarah's favorite movie too. Like, it's funny. It's in my top it's five. Light. It's fucking hilarious. It, it keeps you rolling. And guess what? It has a very charismatic lead. And and I and it has heavy moments. It's great moments. I was it just gonna tie say down to the MCU. Ta- Go ahead. Taika's great at even though that movie's hilarious. There's some some of the best um like serious scenes also in that movie and i'm sure we're gonna see that with bale like people forget that when this was first announced kevin foggy said that it would end phase four and that it was huge you know like this is and, a ton of gods that, did, that didn't you, oh you mean thor love and thunder thor, love and thunder my bad uh, yeah 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 um i mean i i think it'll i think it'll, it'll be great man i'm i'm very excited for it um I think uh, we're gonna see a lot of gods get killed. Yes. I think Natalie Por Natalie Portman's gonna be a standout in this fucking movie because she's unbelievably talented, completely underused in the last two. And it's like we look at all the characters we love and we get excited for Korg and we get excited for me. <laughs> we have to like I feel like Natalie wouldn't have come back to this project. She stepped away purposefully from the MCU. Yeah, because she wanted a. She a would fun not role. have come back. If Taika did not go to her and go, look, you are going to be the fucking talk of the town after this. You are going to kill this role. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be sad. It's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be, uh, you know, empowering. It's going to be all these things. And I think they're going to deliver on that. And as much as I trust everybody else in the MCU, the two director writers or producers that I tr- trust the most are James Gunn and, and Taika. And Love I it. think actually... The combination of Gar- what do you think about the Guardians? Like it seems early on that yes. it's gonna be, it's gonna be which is great, right? Because wasn't Guardians supposed to come out before Thor originally? Originally, but then years okay, ago, a so, couple of years ago after the James Gunn firing, it kind of flipped. Yeah, yeah. So then when they rehired him, it switched it back. But when you think about it, it it looks like the way they're doing is in the first like 15, 20 minutes, they're gonna go on a bunch of adventures. Thor's not really gonna fit in. Like a montage. Maybe he's too overpowered. Yeah, yeah, like a montage. Maybe he's too overpowered, but eventually he's gonna decide um, that he wants to retire, and that plays right into the motivations of Gore, right? Yeah. Like you have all this power granted to you from people believing in you, and you're gonna waste it. Oh. So. Right. Okay. Like you're you're gonna be lazy. You're gonna go lay down. You're gonna go be like Zeus and sit up in the golden tower with your lightning bolt in your hand and your minions praising you while people down on earth are starving to death. You know, that's kind of his point is that and like the gods don't do their fucking job. Like they have one fucking job. Yes. Like don't be a God or do your fucking job. For, one or the other For people who don't know in the comics, the reason why he's, he wants to go on a God killing spree is because his, his planet and like family was dying and they used to pray to the gods every night, and no one helped, and they ended up dying and such. And he, which took is out- probably going to be the opening scene. Yeah, and, I think that'll uh-huh. be the opening scene to the movie. Great point. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so eventually he he says, if they're not going to help me, then you know, with all this power, then I should just kill all of them. And that's kind of yeah. And the he stu- and he stumbles upon the most powerful sword in the universe. Yeah, so the all black or the, the and, necro and, sword. Yeah, yeah, and and he's able to wield it. So. If your family was killed, you knew gods existed, right? Because whatever 
in his situation, he knew, okay, like he saw Thor, like if we saw Thor, we would know gods existed, right? He saw something similar. He prayed to the gods to come save his family. And I bet you they'll make it more overt, like literally like the gods were there on earth and it'll be like, kind of like a Sokovia. It'll parallel to, you know, Sokovia and the Avengers and how they leave awake in their path. And like that whole Viola Davis scene, like my son, he was, you know, yeah. he was over there and you guys should leave all this shit. I think it'll be similar to that. And that'll be why he goes around killing gods. And then I think he's also supposed to be very cruel, right? Yeah. And real quick, he also has the black. Um, if you if you look at the action figures that kind of leaked, um, he has like a black half his finger. Or you know how like Wanda has the black fingertips? He has that um, also. And in the comics, the sword yeah. kind of becomes one with him. And I'm thinking that's kind of the connection. So it like sticks. I, I don't know how else to describe that. You, you probably know what I'm talking about if you know about gore. No, no, I, I I know what you're saying. Like the dark magic that they're using, the chaos magic, is actually drawing from him. And you're saying that the the chaos magic is the oldest magic in the world. It doesn't rely on stuff like that. And if you're gonna find the all black necro sword, which is created by the first person, the first symbiote ever, it's probably gonna be imbued with some sort of dark magic, which would kind of suck the life out of you every time you kill somebody. Yeah, and I think that yeah, I think it's a good way to connect stuff. Um... And in general, it's just so it's a way for them, him to have a godlike power without really being a god, and that's how he kind of has the connection, uh, MCU, you know, yeah. style wise. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited though. I can't wait for that second trailer. I also think what we were talking about with Gore, the gods, you kind of see that in Moon Knight. Like these guys aren't allowed. They kind of say that they aren't allowed to do anything. They don't help each other. I mean, Kanchu is a perfect example of he's just a dick. Like, look, <laughs> I love Conchu yeah. in the show, but he is... Well, I actually think... I think Gore would like him. I think Gore would be like, yeah, at least you're serving justice. I think he'd be more pissed at the gods that are like, you can't do anything, you can't interfere, you have to go sit in a corner and like be Horus. in the overworld. And Yeah, exactly. He'd fucking murder Horus. I think he'd... I think that's probably the reason we're going to see Conchu survive if we are predicted, you know mass slaughter of the gods in the Egyptian Diad happens that he survives. You know what I mean? Because he's actually out there doing shit. Yeah. He's not going to be in the overworld. Moon Knight sets up a lot more than I think people uh, are assumed to believe. Because even though, it, yes, it's very self-contained, and we should just get get into the Moon Knight. Um, yeah, yeah. You. So there's one line that really connects it all. And that's when, um, uh, how does he say to Tawaret. When Ta Tawaret. Yeah, Tawaret. Tawaret. <laughs> no, but when he says in his stupid accent, Tawaret. Um, Wait, who? Uh, Steven, when he originally... Tawaret. Uh, the way ah. he says it is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Tawaret. It's like it's not even one syllable, but, but oh, anyways, when she, when she explains where they're at, she goes, oh, we're in a... Um, what does she call it? She calls it a, a different plane of existence, which is parallel... But like off center, so essentially, it's it's a pocket universe outside of the current dimension where these gods reside. And she straight up mentions the ancestral plane. Yeah. Which, which if people, if you haven't seen, that's Black Panther. That's um, uh, fucking best boss. Uh, when he when you yeah bossed when you eat the heart shape uh herb, you go to the ancestral plane. So they're basically saying. There's different pocket universes everywhere. Yeah, which uh, that are uh, all surrounded. I think it was, yeah, Aru. Go ahead. Which is the one from Moon yeah. Knight today, uh, which is essentially the afterlife, the field of reeds that we see him end up in. There's um, the astral dimension, which uh, we see. That's where um, 
the final scene in Doctor Strange where the Ancient One dies, you know, in a good example of that, then there's... When they project themselves yeah, out, yeah. They, that's where they end up. Yeah, then there's Ancestral, then there's the Soul Plane, where we see, you know, Thanos and stuff in, so... The metaphorical way station. Yeah, I wonder if these are going to play any role, or if it's just kind of like, okay, this is an addition of the, of the multiverse. Like, Talo is technically a off-dimension. Also, or pocket dimension, right? And then the... I think they'll explain it like they do the feel the reads. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, I just the the part that is a little confusing is who gets sent like if you don't believe in the Egyptian dead and you believe in uh say Bast when you do you get sent to the ancestral plane or do you get sent you know what I'm trying to say or like do you automatically end up in the Egyptian afterlife? Like, oh, no. that's the one I thing. It, is it who you pray to? Yeah, it depends. Um, didn't they confirm that today? I think. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, I have no Tower idea. confirms it when she when she mentions what this is. She says something about um, there's a whole bunch of other planes, and then she says ancestral, which is beautiful. But we're not going to get into it. I think she's basically saying like, depending on. Who you believe, like what your beliefs are, religion, blah blah blah. That's what gods you pray to. Yeah, that's yeah. where you kind of end up. And I think Stephen and Mark, like Mark, obviously ends up there because of his ties to Kanchu, literally being in an Egyptian tomb, blah, you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I believe, you know, I don't know exactly uh, much about Jewish uh, heritage or religion, but you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well. Uh... I think it's more has to do with Steven and just his connection to Kanchu. But anyways, I mean, I mean, let's not get, yeah, yeah, Mark, let's not get bogged down in the, in the nitty gritty. I just can't help myself, but ask those questions. Um, You're good. What's, um, so one question I had yeah. regarding the ancestral planes. Now we're predicting Gore is going to come down and start slaughtering people. Now I have two questions. One is Olympus, which we do see, which looks Looks a little TVA ish. It looks a little. It's there's a lot of, you know, floating grass thingies everywhere. <laughs> are we thinking that's a, a pocket dimension? Or are we thinking that's a planet? So, in the comics, it's a pocket dimension, right? I know. And you kinda... But I'm saying, do you think in the MCU is Thor gonna show up in a ship, or is he gonna have to go? So well, yeah. That that I was kind of. That's kind of my point. Olympia yeah. before Eternals came out was supposedly the planet that Eternals came from, but Olympia is also a pocket dimension in the comics. I think they've changed it Well, and it Olympia too. also didn't exist in Eternals. Yes. It was a fake. But I still think that they're changing it to planets. Okay. So Olympus will be a planet. Okay. Which is weird, though, because, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering where they're going to say, like, the Greek Ennead, uh Okay, Pantheon, so, so now, you know, has now here's another question, right? So... Two two possibilities. One pops into my head. I, I like one better than the other. I was going to say, one, does Gore get into these pocket dimensions and does he go on a killing spree? And two, what I just thought of, is maybe the gods are in the pocket dimension avoiding Gore because they've heard of what he's doing. And that's why they're all hiding. Interesting. And, and, Zeus, and Zeus has this kind of hubris to him that makes him think, oh, I could just be... I could be on any planet I want and do anything I want and come out of and in like obviously Odin was one of the most powerful beings in in the Marvel universe 
easily probably, I mean, I'm not saying he could beat Gore in a battle because we don't know his power scale yet in the MCU, but like, presumably Thor isn't going to die at the end of this movie. No, um, no, he's not. No way. Yeah, so like, so like, I think maybe that's, I mean, part of it, like he can only approach people. I just wonder how they're, is, is his power recent? Has he been around for a while? Has he always been a present? Because if you think about how big the universe is, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Um, that's a yeah, that's a great question. And then what? What about the line? Like, I wonder if they go back and they give context to maybe all people considered gods already know who Gore is. Maybe he's like a boogeyman, and maybe that's why when Loki was getting choked out by Thanos, he said, "You'll never be a god. Like you'll never be. People will never worship you. People will never look up to you." And it was like an offhanded slight. Now I'm just rambling, but. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I don't know. I wonder if he's also, like, a multiverse being. Like, right, can he travel through the multiverse somehow in the MCU? Or is he strictly just, like, in this, you know, universe, which... I feel like Gore is going to be in the universe. I feel like he's going to be a Hela type Well, that's right, character, we but go to his different motivations. I, I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay interesting i mean i'm excited for it i think we're gonna get a lot of laughs i think there's gonna be a lot of great cameos and i think we're gonna get see a story that people aren't expecting i agree we just went way off moon Knight for a second <laughs> somehow yeah dude why don't we talk about fucking moon Knight? so we thank you to disney and marvel somehow we got the first four episodes to moon Knight, um which was awesome yes i loved it you loved it, I I think. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, we watched. All I think four. the viewing experience is um, it's different, man. I yeah. miss the week to week theorizing. I miss not being involved in the conversation. So here's the thing: usually you only get the first two episodes. Yeah. For whatever reason, they get four out from Moon Knight. I would gladly always do it for two episodes. I don't know if I would want to do it again for four. Yeah. But I loved it. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I loved it. I'm, I have five on in the background right now. I think five was my favorite episode. Um, I think five. Wonder just hop into five and let's theorize off that because we got a big finale coming up. Yeah, how would you real uh, quick rank the first four? I would go four, um, one, three, two. I think. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'd actually probably do the exact same. Maybe two above three, but um. I've been hearing people Four, say one, that. Three, two. Yeah, interesting. I yeah, I just thought the fight in three wasn't. I'm more interested in the dynamic between the two, and less in the, in the in the action sequences and stuff. Interesting. You but say also that. like the Layla Mark stuff. I like Layla too. Great character. We we, we should talk about her more. But real quick, yeah. I do want to say, I've loved this show because I've been I've been hooked like since the beginning. I don't know what it is. This has been probably my favorite Marvel project in a in a long time i i honestly like no way home is very cool and it's good nostalgia because of all that stuff but like if you kind of break it down moon knight's probably the better project and no one of the one things i love i love about this show is that he's such a broken man like not in 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 like a tony stark ptsd sense but from like he's been through so much trauma and I remember telling you this. I texted you about it. We were going to record a podcast about it. And I said, 
there's no way that this does not go, and we could look at our text, this, there's no way this does not tie back to childhood trauma. There's too much of talking about his mother, not his father, not looking into his past, and from what I know about dissociative identity disorder, they're caused in traumatic experiences. And I'm not saying it's not genetic, it's not something you're born with, but I'm saying it manifests itself in in tough situations trauma. and in yeah in, in trauma. And this episode, man, holy shit! I mean, if you are gonna no- fucking nominate anybody for an Emmy, I, Oscar Isaac, like the when he. Like when he's on the street Dude. and he's outside, he's yep. he sit okay, he's sitting outside. And he sit he doesn't want to go in and sit shiva, and that's when all this stuff started happening. And that's by the way, remember Layla said I haven't talked to you for two months. It was two months earlier his mom died, so that's when that all started to happen. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So and he's breaking down on the ground, and then all of a sudden you get that basically that same exact thing the where tick. his eyes rolled back yeah. in his head, and then Stephen wakes up. Ability for him to switch from the most heartbroken man in the world to, like, The facial Steven. reactions are great in that scene. Oh, my God. And even, like, like I don't even... I, it's just such good acting all around the board. I mean, I, I love everything about this show. I love how there's not too many characters, right? Because a lot of the issues we had with Falcon and Lunar Soldier and... We should talk about and that all the, now. Yeah, I- yeah, and we should talk about that. It, is it, Okay, we got... Who, who's involved well, here, Well, let right? me set the premise we for got... why I wanted to bring this up. Go ahead. Okay. People after this, and I'm talking like big content creators too, were, and I was like actually really put back by this. They were tweeting like, I don't know how Moon Knight can wrap up in one more episode. Like there's so many loose ends and threads to do. What is there possibly to do? All he has to do is, he's about to leave the field of reads, right? Yeah. Layla is, the message to Layla, which is going to be instant because Tower Work can, or whatever, they're gods, right? They can just show up and give messages. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get it. Somehow they're going to bring Conchu back. He's going to get out of the field of reads. What's that? Maybe eight minutes? First eight minutes? Not even. I. Like, they might just fucking skip it. That's what I'm saying. All he has to do is confront Harrow. Like, it's just... That's why I love about this show. The plot is so focused. It's Harrow. And first of all, we don't even have Steven. We don't have Jake. Who, by the way, mm-hmm. we see in this episode very shortly. Like, ten seconds worth. I like that we don't get Jake. I don't think Jake is for this season. I no, don't think he's meant for it. 100% post-credit. Yeah. By the way, okay, I made continue. a YouTube video Sorry, almost a month ago. You. you should go check that out. Oh, my God. No, I did see it. I am Tarouette. Um, <laughs> we're probably butchering that name. But what I'm saying is the show is so focused. It's one plot point now that we have to focus on. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, you go into the finale wondering about John and his redemption. Right, he the post credit is him literally making a shield and coming back. Then you have Carly and the Flag Smashers in the New York City battle. Sam for the first time is putting on his suit and suiting up. Then you have the Sharon Carter power broker reveal. Right, like there's just so much going on, and then you have Vanessa De Fontaine or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh yeah, Val, Val, Val. You have, you have Val. Val coming and in. Then you it's have like... you have Thunderbolt Ross. He's on there. Uh, being. He's not in it, but, he, like, over the top. R.I.P. William Hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's a real one right there. Talk about a menacing motherfucker for not having By the way, we lines. do not. Um, <laughs> what's that thing you say? We have to start doing the disclaimer. Oh, yes. Disclaimer. If at any point in the future William Hurt turns out to be Actually, he was a rapist, apparently. Bad... Oh, then I take back my endorsement. Well, you know what? Rest in peace, but fuck what you did in the past, You, if if it's true. 
my disclaimer is, is I don't endorse any actions this person take takes that I don't know of. Very yeah okay, okay. that's yeah yeah you didn't know that um, so no, no fault to you yeah anyway though uh let's move okay. on from Falcon and Winter Soldier let's go to Wandavision too which by the way is a finale I love a lot more than people do however you go into the finale you have Sword Jimmy Woo that whole outside extravaganza you have White Vision you have the entire thing with Agatha finally you know coming about then you have so Wanda versus her then you have the um, Monica Ralph Bunner situation. <laughs> I can't believe I had to say Ralph yeah. Bunner, but like that's already five more. It's like there's like literally three, four, five more things than Moon Knight has to cover. Hawkeye, it- dear Lord, Fisk, Yelena. Um, I mean, I can Echo. I can go on and on. There, there's so much in that in that finale too, which is it's probably one of my it's probably my least finale, least favorite finale. Loki, yeah. Let's go to Loki now. What what did they have to do? Walk into the castle. Right? Okay, so so the one thing I will say about Loki, and it's a similar it it's a similar reason to why it didn't falter like Moon Knight did, is because even though you have all these variants of Loki, you're still exploring at the heart the character of Loki, right? And that's the reason we could watch Moon Knight and be enthralled by Steven and Mark's like like Oh my God! Could you possibly call that watching Stephen die in the field of reeds a fake figmentation of that he created through his mental illness be a sad thing and Mark be absolutely fucking devastated? Like, like yeah, man. It, it's because they stay within the. Everything is for the characters, and Layla perfectly portrays somebody who is a spouse or in love with somebody with a mental illness where she's just trying to understand, but she's so frustrated and she does like, like p- things aren't being explained to her. You know how awkward like, the, you know what I'm the trying- kiss scene is an interesting one in episode four. And at the end of episode three, like she kind of likes how Steven pays attention to her. Because Steven is what she, Steven, like he's imbuing qualities that he has issues with. I think it's issues with women forever. Like, I think that's more. Oh, because of his mom. You know mom what I mean? Like fu- he, yeah, because uh, of his fucking yeah, mom, dude. Wow. He, he can't be intimate. He can't trust women like that. So he puts all that into Steven, like that, that innocence for the world, and that's exactly why. It, like I'm okay. So I have Moon Knight playing in the background, and I'm at the scene where we first see his mom walking to the room with a belt in her hand, and it Steven, do, like if you think about this from this perspective, Mark does not want Steven going in there. Not just so it doesn't ruin his double identity, but it's literally to protect Steven from what had happened with his mom. And I just watched a scene in a tiny little detail is when his mom walks in the door, both reflections are standing there, even with each other. Mark takes three steps back and covers up his chest and Steven does not move. Wait, he's for what? Vi- it, I'm watching Moon Knight right now yeah. when his mom walks in the room with the belt. Remember they're... And they're like projected oh, in the room, yeah, yeah. both Stephen and Mark. Mark steps back, scared, like scared, and covers himself up. And Stephen doesn't move, right? Because he has that innocence. He doesn't think of his mom like that. And I just think that's such a, it's such a, God, it's such a in- interesting dynamic that just hasn't been explored. Not, I mean, I'm not saying in popular media. Obviously, it's been explored before. But I think, out of all the dissociative identity disorder things I've seen in media. 
this is the most true to, like, maybe not. I you know what? I can't speak on this, but I'm saying I have a more sympathetic view. They're not they're not making him seem like a fucking monster, like in Split, where he's like, oh, I'm a 23. Hey, I'm a kid. Oh, I'm a, I'm an old lady, and I'm gonna combine together and be a monster and rip open some fucking cages. It's not fucking real. Like obviously Moon Knight's not real, but at least they're making. Mark real and Steven real and and you can believe we in don't that situation. Need, yeah, we don't need Jake in this. And, and I find to tease to him. So that way when he comes later down the line, it's not the end of the world and the post credit scene is not later it not later down the line. But like this is between Mark and Steven reconciling with one another and figuring out how they can work together to be a better person, which is really I mean, like I said, I'm Oscar not Isaac said it best. He's he said, um, "This is a this show is a character study, and it's of course we go beyond that with action and stuff. But at its core, this is a character study which hasn't been done in the MCU for a long time. And I I kind of agree with him. I don't know if it's ever been done in the MCU like this. He he when he described it, he said since Tony Stark, maybe not since like since I, Iron Man. I honestly. I would say the closest thing to this is WandaVision, really. And I think... Well, the parallels with WandaVision, it's... Episode 8 and yeah, 5, too. The, or near yeah. identical, kind of. But, uh, but I also think... Not identical, you know but in I mean. the sense that there's underlying yeah. grief and PTSD that... Or something we don't see that causes them to act... The, that influences the character's actions. It's like the, the, the origin explainer, in a way. We, yeah. We kind of saw the, like both you know how it started, the trauma that kind of took them there. It's like a... Not a flashback, but... Like a re coming of age. I don't know how to describe that. In a way. Um. Yeah, more like a uh, like a come to Jesus moment, like realizing what had happened in the past and reconciling it with with today. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's amazing. Um. Are you? What do you think's gonna happen next episode? Do you think the finale is rushed by any 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 means? I mean, it's hard to say the finale is rushed when I haven't seen the fucking finale, number one. You don't, yeah, um, but going into it, how do you feel? I feel like what's going to happen is um, the one thing I – the one thing that puts – puts like, which is great about the show that is still confusing the shit out of me to, till now is him flashing into Harrow in the office. Like, god damn it, it constantly makes you double think – like – is this real? Like, I really don't fucking know. Because, okay, part of my brain is going, if this is real, right, wouldn't million? when we've heard of something millions and millions of people saw, you know, the stars go throughout the sky? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that have turned essentially turned back time, like Doctor Strange level magic? And maybe it's just like a, turn like back a projector time, screen. But it does. No, I know. Well, if you're moving all the stars to the back in the day to when it was, right? Essentially, he moved the stars. That's what they're saying. He physically moved them, right? Yeah. But it, yeah, like like you're saying. Imagine all the planets around those stars. Yeah. So, but that's my point. Like, how it? I just don't know how. Like, and I love the ability of it, but they're basically they're essentially gonna make it so that Mark can never really work on a team or Moon Knight because he never really trusts if he's in reality. And I'd love it if throughout the the life of his character, if he does come back, which, God, I know he will after the reception the show has gotten. Oh, yeah. Um, he will. 
we see Arthur Harrow as like a figment and him pop back into this reality every once in a while. Interesting. Of him at the, and I, and I was just, but I think that that informs his character. Cause if that's not real, right. Cause I don't think it's real. Right. Cause what I, Marvel wouldn't do that. They don't have the balls to do that. They just have the balls to insinuate it. That, do they? I don't that know. That whole scene isn't like when he's talking to him, it's not real. In my opinion, yeah. Like, what kind of, like, what kind of mental institution takes place in a in a, in a spot like that? <laughs> He's almost like, I know for a fact that's not um, real because they're not as well funded. And I was like, yeah. Damn. And also, like, who who would have a sharp pyramid on their desk when they're talking to an unstable patient? Yes, it's all it's all like figments of his imagination. There's a giant moon. I'm looking at it right now. There's a giant glass moon. There's tons of Egyptian shit everywhere. Yeah, it's like to project everything that he's basically come across. And Tower kind of says like that along the lines like this is what some people she's like some people see beaches, some people see um this. She goes this is the first time, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I I've, I've just really have loved the show so far. And I think if the finale lands, it's probably going to be my favorite, I have to be honest. I I think Oscar Isaac has done a fantastic job. I mean, I I didn't doubt. I didn't doubt. If you want to be honest, like Moon Knight's probably my favorite character in the MCU now. Like, and the and how you were talking about like team dynamics, dude. I think it's gonna be unreal when he finds himself in a team up situation. Like, imagine. Yeah, imagine, I really hope he starts with the Midnight Suns. Yes, that's where I really. And I think that's gonna happen in Werewolf by Night. Uh, which is I'd really love to see like uh like the Midnight Suns that we're getting so far with the Black Knight character and have him be somebody who's trying to err to the side of good and make everybody be good, but as the sword slow slowly corrupts him, they all start to realize he's really the bad guy. Oh, that you know, yeah, like, that'd be cool, right? Because isn't that the point of the the sword is that it corrupts you? Yeah, it, yeah, it's like a it's a bloodlust it gives you. To the to the holder. Yes, exactly. Yep. Interesting. So what happens the next episode? Um, so we see we see Layla again. We have we have to get resolution on that story, right? Because this is going to be the only season which I'm starting. It's to- all that's contracted to do. So it's they're gonna finish that up. 100%. I think the scarab powers somehow are unlocked. No. Which oh, here here hear me out. No, she's not gonna become no. a superhero in this one, but she is gonna be one. Superhero in in does she have powers in the comic? I mean, it could be another one of those gods. I mean, there's like a million you gods check there. Check out my latest it, video. <laughs> no, but uh, so this the the scarab the MacGuffin that we see is called the Ruby Scarab. They kind of changed okay. it a bit to be a compass to Amit's tomb. However, yeah. in the comics, Abdullah El Fuli. So they, which is her father? Yeah. It, so. It, they kind of created her character for the MCU. She's new. She's a complete new adaptation. Yeah. To kind of be to modernize her. In the comics, the so her, which who would really be the son, is I forget the first name, but the father is um, Abdul Fawl. So it's a little bit of a yeah. name change. He becomes the Scarlet Scarab because the power of the Ruby Scarab when it's when you when you are the holder, it gives you flight durability. Kind of turns you into a Thor character. The son actually okay, so finds let's... it, ends up fighting Thor and stuff. He debuted in a Thor comic. Okay, so let's see how do they, how do they incorporate that into the MCU though? Because they they can't just say it's a magical item. Well, I, I think, think what they're gonna do is 
Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I think Amit like somehow with this resurrection thing, I think the powers of the the scarab I don't know activate. It's a really dumb. Well, maybe maybe but. it'll be like um, may, maybe it'll be one of those lesser gods that was already imbued in that scarab, which was like a servant of Amit. And so there is an Egyptian that, god. I I think the the only way they could explain and and they already teased it really mm-hmm. with yeah I think Khonshu taking her body over. I really think that it'll be an Egyptian god that gives her a power, and then she just goes by the Scarlet Scarab. So it'll be like a reference in name. And she'll probably and hold, I think, hang on to it, because it's a family artifact. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yep, and I and I think it'll make sense, and then... Um, oh, I wonder if that's one of the ones, then. I don't know how to... I don't know if I'm Yeah, that's what I mean right, in the background. Capri or whatever. They, it's the... He's the... I don't know if it's a girl or guy, but they're, they're like... You know how like all of their heads in Egyptian gods back in the day... It was like a human body yeah. with, you know, the animal. Some sort of animal. This is a yeah. beetle or a scarab on the person's head. Oh, so that would be sick, dude. Yeah, I wonder if they... Um, That'll probably happen. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. That would be a teaser, though. Yeah. It's going to have to be Mark or... I, Mark and Steven working together to win this fight. That's what it's going to end up being. I do think it's going to be mainly Mark, but then I... Hopefully we see... St- I think they tease Steven fighting in the finale a little bit. In this one float like a butterfly sting <laughs> like a bee no, not my that. name's steven with the bee <laughs> when he grab when he grabs the bat on the boat and he starts, starts knocking people out straight home yeah runs. that's great no i just love that that line the and that explains his shitty accent everybody was complaining about it it's it's literally him imitating himself as a kid imitating the accent that's what that is Dude, you know I, that, right it's like two layers of it i know it's not like good in terms of like a legit accent but i, I love the accent but we're not from there either though you know like i'm just saying like if I, we we're from there we'd probably be like fuck yeah yeah sucks. we're not from there but i'm just in general i just love it any final thoughts uh uh one quite two questions when do we see moon Knight again um at the 14 minute mark of episode six i think we're gonna see two fights i mean okay wait after uh, the bad. series is over. <laughs> okay, no, you're good. Um, I think the post credit is going to lead into Werewolf by Night. <sighs> I don't know, dude. I want to say that. I want to say that, but like, I don't think Oscar Isaac is like he didn't sign a long term contract. He said like, okay, yeah, we're doing Ready? shit. But how about this? At the end of the end credits of this next episode, will we get Moon Knight will return? Um, I think it'll be insinuated. Yeah. Yeah, because... No, 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 no. I mean, will it say it, right? Because at the end of every big Marvel movie where we're not sure, it always says blank will return. Um, yes. You want to hear my theory on the okay. post credit? Yeah. Um, I did a... I did it in a video, so you might have heard, but I do think that we get the Jake Lockley persona, um, or the altar that comes out. He's a taxi driver. Ends up picking up Jack Russell. But like they, they kind of want you to think that it's, like I think I think Jake knows about who's Jack Russell. He's Werewolf by Night. Okay. He only he can he came so, out for the first time on a full moon. That's when the change happened. Yeah. We're obviously gonna see the full moon in episode six, and the movie and it comes so out what, in uh, October, and they never did a public announcement. Like it's a lock for a post credit, in my opinion. So I would I would love if. Like I'm just picturing a post credit scene where we don't see we don't see Jake at all, right? 
It's this douchebaggy type guy walking through Chicago. He is, you know, whatever. They show a scene of him maybe being rude to a girl or something. He gets in the taxi. They're driving down. He says something like, this wasn't my stop. And then you just see, uh, uh, you know, Jake turn around and, and, like, look at him. But, like, we get teased, like, or maybe he's an Uber driver, dude. That would be even fucking better. <laughs> he's an Uber driver. No, swear to God. He's an Uber driver. And he opens the door. He goes, is this Jake? We don't see Oscar. And he goes, yep. And then the guy sits in the back. Maybe he's on the phone. Maybe he's coming up with some evil plans. And then um, turn around and boom, we see Jake. Maybe it's even fucking Midnight Man, even though R.I.P. the actor died. But, like, maybe it's even Midnight Man, like it's a throwback to earlier in the show. And it's Midnight Man sitting in the back seat. And it's, you know, him fi- finishing off the job. And he, like, turns around and, like, fucking throws a crescent dart at his heart or some shit like that. Did he... I, I assume that he died in episode three. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if they originally meant for it to be more overt and then realized, you know, after the accident that it would kind of feel... Episode three... It would that, be in bad taste. Yeah, that fight kind of ends abruptly. And it's kind of like... Like, he was just running away. I don't know, dude. The whole scene kind of feels like... Doesn't it just end, like, kind of quick? Like, I feel like he was going to, like, turn around and something yeah. else, and he just gets, you know, from the back, one of those, um, the, yeah, crescent moons. Javelins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a new segment. Colin, take us through it. Wait, wait. It, it what was... Uh, okay. It's called... I had to remember the name for a second. <laughs> it's called Rex and Regrets. <laughs> Rex and Regrets. I came up with it five minutes before this podcast start, and we're going to have one recommendation... And one regret that we have for trying to watch a show and or some sort of media, video game, anything yeah. that we regret doing since the last time we spoke to you. So let's start with the recommendations. Let's start with the good stuff. So you first. I do want to say that I originally wanted to call this um, what the fuck we're consuming. But Colin felt it was kind of aggressive. And, you know, it's aggressive. Kind of it's played out. Let's let's make it. Let's. Instead of just giving the stuff we like, let's talk about the stuff we don't like. Because let's be real, the best episodes we have is when we talk about shit we don't like. That's true. <laughs> which is why um, I'm, I'm the master why complainer, the news boy. Is so, um, so popular. You know what I'm talking, saying? Yeah, and that's why people liked our Eternals episode because I just shit on it for three hours straight. <laughs> this guy. Oh, by the way, people are are saying that you should um, use Twitter. Just be a little bit active. Like Me? just a little. Yeah. Who's saying that? Who's they? Former former guests on our podcast said that okay. you should join. I'll use Twitter. Fuck it. It's pretty toxic, but like oh. it's hilarious. So you just got to pick and choose your battles. I just don't have uh, patience to uh, or like. You know what? We won't even get into it. Okay, what's your recommendation? <laughs> um. All right, recommendation. Uh. So I saw. Yeah. This is just gonna be an honorable mention because, like, you know, by now, everything always everything. Everywhere, all the time, all Jesus Christ, all at once. Everything, everything, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, all at always, once. Always, all at once. No, incorrect. Everything. Isn't it always in there? No, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what it is. Okay. Saw it in theaters okay. last week. Very good. I enjoyed it. I think their concept of the multiverse was fantastic. Very unique compared to, um, like, for say, we don't what Marvel's doing. Um, which instantly, of course, got um, comparisons, but we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah. Really good movie. Um, Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. Uh, the ending was like, obviously I'm not going to spoil anything, but the ending 
I don't know. The ending didn't land as like hard for me. There were some great metaphors and shit like that, but yeah, I don't know. You should go watch that. But um, my real recommendation is Severance. Just started it. I'm almost Big fan. halfway through. I'm a huge fan of th- uh, thrillers in general, like psychological thrillers, which is exactly what this is. So it's right up my alley. And if you like those, you should try it out. Main premise. Um, I'll give like a two-sentence thing here. Severance is like a program for this company, and they basically detach uh, your consciousness when you go to work. Uh, so you have no recollection of what happens, and then eight hours later you come back and – you have two separate consciences, pretty much. They can't or they don't overlap, as of now, at least. And it's uh, it's really interesting. It's I've seen the whole thing. I binged it. The I will say this is that episode ten might be one of the, or the finale. I think it's episode ten might be one of the most tense episodes of television I have ever watched in my entire fucking life. And I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I literally had to pause midway through to breathe and remember, like, okay, this is a TV show. This is a TV show. Wait, wait, okay, episode? Back into it. Uh, the final episode of Severance. Like, oh. And there's going to be a season it, two, it, right? Yeah. I'll, I will just say they it is it satisfying. One, so. It is satisfying as much as, as, as it is a cliffhanger all at once. It's just, like... I mean, up until the last second of the show, you're like, what the fuck? What? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, okay, let's see. For my recommendation, recently, since at least the last time I've been on here, um, I'm a big Breaking Bad fan, and I'd seen Better Call Saul Season 1, but I kind of circled mm. back at it, knowing that Season 6 was going to come out. And after binging five seasons, uh getting into all the, the weeds of the community. The community isn't really that strong on YouTube. There's a couple good creators like Pete Peppers, um, uh, Vivid Kiwi. They, they make some good breakdowns, but it's really it's not like Marvel, right? It's not like you watch an episode and within two hours, there's like people with 50 million subscribers posting, you know what I mean? Like yeah, posting yeah. these really high quality, well-produced videos. There's not a lot of that. So I like struggled to really, you know, dive into that universe, but I did. But Season six so far is absolutely outstanding. It's giving me every vibe of Breaking Bad uh, final season where, you know, you you hope they stick the landing and then they go past your expectations tenfold. Episode three might be one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen, hands out of any show I've ever seen. I have never felt so many emotions. In my fucking life. Um, if you've seen it, I have to. you know have to exactly what I'm talking about it. And if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, or you haven't seen Better Call Saul, I'm not going to force you to go do it. But what I would recommend is that you start with Breaking Bad, you start watching it, you start to feel what the hype was and why people really recommend it all the time. Because a lot of the times you tell people to watch Breaking Bad, they're like, oh, I've heard it a million times. Well... Let's just put it this way. You've heard it a million times for a good fucking reason, right? The people who write that show and produce it care about it. It reminds me a lot of Marvel, right? Like, Marvel Studios, they care about everything they do. They care about casting. They care about consistency. They care about continue con- continuity. And they had the balls to go back in time and basically write this entire prequel to a show where you know what's going to happen, right? But at the same time, it's ha- it's unfolding in, in completely unexpected, 
heart-pounding, intense ways, and informs every character moving forward. So I would just suggest that you go back, you watch it. Um, yeah, that's my recommendation. Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Just the Gill Gilliganverse, Gilliverse, I think they call it in general. I mean, I just really enjoy it, and I'm sad that they said that it, that this is it for it, but I'm happy that it's everything has been every season has been a home run. So, yeah, I like it. Right? What do you? Yeah. What do you regret? Honestly, I haven't really. I was trying to think. Like, I don't know. I don't know what lately I've watched that I didn't. I, okay, so actually, uh, I watched. The first two Fantastic Beast movie, Beasts, because uh, mm. I saw the third one was coming out. Um, I was actually yeah. I actually liked the first one. The first one was pretty cool to me. Um, yeah, I thought it, it was, was simple. Good. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, I thought the first one was actually really good. The second one, um, have mercy, bro. Like it's like a Jesus Christ, it's like a two out of five, which is a four out of. 10. I know. I mean, <laughs> I just yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it. Hopefully, the third one's a little better. I don't want to get into any politics or. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it, but just movie-wise, probably it's a regret. Definitely the second one. Yeah, let's see. What do I regret? What do I regret? Um, so what? What's that show? Um, on Amazon right now. I can't. I can't even. Oh wait, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I have my regret. Tokyo Vice. Okay. Huh. So it's a it's a new show on HBO Max. It's um and it's basically the first ever uh. Uh, uh, Japanese, um, first ever American born Japanese journalist at this like really big thing, and he gets into all that. Blah blah. Number one, I hate to say it, but you know, tons of subtitles, hate reading it all. And but when they use English, it doesn't really seem realistic when they do use it. Like in the workplace, he's he's an American, right? And he'll walk in, and his boss did, like, a presentation to everybody where she spoke English. And I was like, what? What, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the time when you would speak Japanese, and the rest of us would have to fucking read it. But anyways. And then I also found out that Ansel um, uh, Egort, Elgort has, like, multiple allocations of sexual misconduct and, and assault. So it really kind of turned me off, which kind of saddened me because... Like I love the movie Baby Try. Uh, it it's more than one and it's credible and like the New York okay. Times and stuff have reported on it. Yeah, I'm it, just always cautious it, about that because you never know. Yeah, what no, no. Say, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, we we believe women, but it, like oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. like we we don't plan on canceling people right away. But at the same time, like from what I've heard and from people that I trust, it's probably pretty fucking true. But okay. um. Regardless, I watched two episodes of it. I didn't really like it. I couldn't really get into it. I'm sure it'll probably win like three fucking Emmys because he's in it. But yeah, that's that's my regret. I love it. And I also don't not regret watching Morbius. <laughs> I actually, you know, that's my recommendation. I go back. My P recommendation P is? is to not. Uh, the peak, peak wait. Cinema. The peak BS. Yeah, peak BS. The method actress. Of Jared Leto, dude, I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't hate him. I I hate him. I mean, he's I absolutely hate why? him. Why? I don't. I I haven't liked him in anything. Here's the thing. I don't like, like actually. I don't even know him really. I just like. Okay, tell me one movie you liked with him. <laughs> okay. Okay, he did great in Dallas Buyers Club, which I watched and I enjoyed. There was something and I, I liked. He did do a great I can't job. Think of it though, which means it wasn't that memorable. Definitely wasn't the Joker. 
No, absolutely not. However, I do like the Batman scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Not bad. That one at the end where he goes, I'm going to give you a reach around. Is that what he said? No. You know, he literally started a fucking, yeah, he goes, I'm going to give you a reach around. Yeah, that's what he told Batman. He said, you want me to give you a reach around? (laughs) (laughs) How about a truce, Bruce? I remember that line. That's the only line I remember and I laugh every, okay, maybe I don't like it, but I think it's a hilarious scene. Yeah, I, I, I just, God, and I heard he, like, started a cult you. and stuff. I don't know. Interesting. Well. Fucking, who knows? That was a pretty, uh, um, that was, like, an hour. Pretty good podcast. Yeah, yeah dude, I fuck with hour, that. Hour, eight minute. We're back. We are back. Yeah, she was back, back, Um, back, We will be back, seeing again, again, Doctor again. Strange we are- in the multiverse of sadness. Remember, oh, remember. Geez, that's what the, it's called? <laughs> the last time <laughs> Doctor Strange asked someone for help, they died. He asked Tony Stark, hit the bucket. He asked Wanda for help. What will happen? Let's see. Dude, Wanda's not going to die. Imagine if they killed off Elizabeth Olsen. I'd probably kill off this podcast. Yeah, I think we'd probably have to end it. We do like a memorial speech in the the final episode. That's what we'll do. Lego Star Wars. She's going to be evil, I guess. That's something I recommend. Fantastic. There you go. Love it. See any type of media. Oh, if you like any any anything, recommend it. Tweet it at Alex or if you're in our Discord, type it into our Discord. Yes, yes. Join the Discord, another Marvel guy. Okay, wait, what else? Uh if you have any regrets, give us your biggest regrets, you know. Maybe maybe I think an interesting thing we could do is watch your regrets bad media and have us rant. Because at least I know I'm gonna rant for like hours, so all right. I have a feeling.